the things that happen to us. And, um, you know, God is missionary, and God is always working and moving in your life. In your life as a child of God, listen, God is always working and moving through the smallest circumstances to the largest circumstances to put you somewhere in front of somebody that needs Jesus. See, I, I really believe that. And when I live like that, in that reality, and that truth that I think is in the Word of God that we'll see tonight, when, when we live like that, it changes everything. It's hard to complain, for one, whenever things aren't going so well. Um, I read a great testimony uh, in a book this past week, and it was just uh, about this guy that I was reading this book after. It was about him and his wife. They're older. Uh, they were down south, and they had their flight, flight kept getting delayed and until they ended up coming in late at night. Well, because they got in so late, their, it wasn't Uber back then, but their driver didn't show up, and they're left there stranded. The airport even shut down. So it's been a while. The airport shut down. Lights are off. We're outside the airport. And they're literally, they look around, there is literally nobody there. And they just sit down on a park bench or on the bench there in front of the, outside the airport. And, and him and his wife have this perspective that we're talking about tonight that, well, who does God want us to talk to? <laughs> because that, that's, they've lived like that for years. And, um, and so they were actually talking about it. Well, this one guy comes by that was a driver seen him and come by and he got in the car with him and and as soon as he got in the car as soon as they got in the car with him one of the first things he said was what in the world was going through your guys mind at that moment i mean what were you going to do and they said well seeing that you asked <laughs> we were wondering who god was going to send our way that we could talk to about him he said really i'm paraphrasing a little bit but he said I was just praying that God would give me some direction in my life. And, and you know, because and, they, they they, if we had all that happen to us, because he, he went through a long spill of everything that happened to him on this trip, it could have been very easy to fall into a spirit of murmuring, complaining, and miss that opportunity, you know, that was going to be right in front of them. Philippians 1.12, Paul says, But I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. The things that happened to us. Let's pray. Father in heaven, help us tonight as we just try to talk about these things and meditate upon them for a little while this evening. And I pray that we would leave here with a, a fresher perspective, Lord, of the things that happened to us. All the way down to the smallest of things, whether they be quirksome, uh, whether it be a blessing, uh, whether they be something that, that's large in our life that we would just see that that you are constantly orchestrating your providence is always at move in our life to do this and that to bring us here to take us there for the purpose lord of us being a testimony in our life of you it may be to give a brief word to somebody a quick word it might be to give the full-blown gospel whatever it is but lord you're always working and moving whether we are the one sowing the seed or watering the seed or or whatever it may be, Lord, you're always working in our lives, uh, Lord, to reach out to others with that gospel message. And so help us to see that perspective tonight and be reminded of that. It would no doubt make us a more joyful people, uh, Lord, as we go about our day. And, and it can be very exciting, Lord, we find that whenever we live like that, 
to see who does the Lord want me to possibly reach today. Help us to live that perspective. In Jesus' name, and amen. I heard, I've heard, I've probably said this many times in my life and as I've gotten stirred up at different times in regards to witnessing and talking to people about Jesus, and I know I've probably said this, if we just witness to one person a day, you know, I wonder if I'd be if all of us did that, just focused on that, but I really feel like that we need something better than that. And what I mean by that is that we don't just see it as something to accomplish one time through the day, but, but living out Christ every day of our life and and so those opportunities are going to be there every day there's going to be that one person every day if you're unless you're just stayed at the house all day if that's the case then maybe somebody will call you or you know through email or or one of your kids or, or whatever you're going to have opportunity to 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 be a testimony of christ but living out such a life that we're totally aware of christ in your life looking for opportunities uh, to speak of Christ's name to other people and to be a testimony of Him. What a great outlook we see that, that Paul has. Um, we'll talk more about that in just a moment. But, but our goal should, should be as children of God to, to get the gospel of Christ out. Um, we're told to go into all the world, right, and to preach the gospel uh, to every creature. Now, that should really be something that's, that's continually on our hearts and minds. And and I'll be honest with you, it hasn't always been on my heart and mind. It's not always there like it should be. But I'm praying that I would be ever aware of that more and more. But we should, I believe that when we are looking for those opportunities and praying for those opportunities to, to be a witness of Christ, even in the smallest of manner, I believe they're going to be there. They're going to be, those opportunities are going to be there. We have a great message from God unto our fellow man. You know, Paul told those of Galatia, he said, But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. You know, Paul lived in a reality that he had a message from God. A message from God. <laughs> I mean, what more important thing could there be than for you to have a message from God? We have the gospel ministry of reconciliation. We have the message from God that reconciles man to God. I mean, what greater thing could there possibly be? What a privilege and joy, what a responsibility we have. We have a message from God that gives lost man hope, the only hope that he has. We have that message of Christ and what he did for sinners. Us getting the gospel out is a sign that, that God is working by his Spirit in our lives as individuals and as a church. When you look in, in the New Testament, we, we find this. Um, Stephen, he was a man that was full of the Holy Spirit. And what did he do? He, he proclaimed the gospel with boldness. Uh, the prophecy of Christ that's fulfilled in Luke 4 where it says the Spirit of God is upon him to preach the gospel or, or the message of glad tidings. The first church in Acts chapter 1 and, and verse uh, 8, Jesus had told them that they would receive power after that the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they would be what? Be witnesses. So it's a sign of the Spirit of God working in ourselves and our lives as individuals and as a church. One of the signs that the Spirit of God is working in our life and moving is that we are being moved to be that witness. One of the signs that the Lord is working in this church is that we are doing more to get the gospel message out. 
Certainly, if we commit to this, getting the gospel out in our lives, it will, it will cost us at times. It, it costs us self-denial. It goes against the flesh. It may cost us friendships at times. Um, but the things that it pays far outweighs the things that cost us. It might cost us some humility. It might even cost us money at times if you're giving the gospel and you're needing to share some, some money with somebody in regards to giving them uh, a Bible or whatever it may be or, or to purchase tracts or whatever it may be. It may cost you friendships, but the souls that may be reached because you are witnessing the gospel is far more valuable than the, than the temporary relationships that you may lose. Many women and men have... Uh, been sold out for the gospel and have lost very much in respects to what this world has to give, but what we gain is far more valuable. Now back to Philippians and what Paul said. He said this, The things which happened unto me have fallen out unto the furtherance of the gospel. Now Paul was all about the gospel, as we've already said, but notice quickly in Philippians chapter 1 and verse 5, he talks about, their fellowship of the gospel. In verse 5, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Verse 7, he talks about their defense of the gospel. In uh, verse 7. And then he goes on to talk about his bonds because of the gospel. Uh, listen, there's fellowship in the gospel we have with God's people. There is a defense of the gospel we together need to have. But there will be bonds of the gospel. In other words, there will be things that we may go through that are hard because of the gospel. I mean, a number that no man can number has been martyred for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Christians who have stood upon the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul was in jail because of the gospel. We need to see things as, as Paul seen it and realize that all that we go through this isn't just for the Apostle Paul, but all that we go through, like him, is, I believe, for the furtherance of the gospel, the things that happen to us. And I believe it happens from, from the smallest of things down to the largest of things. A lot of times we comfort one another, don't we, when we're going through something hard or, or there's a trial in our life and something major or somebody's in a hospital or some tragedy's happened. We, we comfort ourselves with this reality. God is working. God's going to use this. And and hopefully to reach somebody that's lost. And, and, and that is a great comfort. And it is true. But we don't think like that in respects to everyday life. To the very smallest of details. Of where you may choose to go out to eat. Of what time you choose to go to the store. Because who you may meet while you're there. Of maybe where you gas up. And then the guy that's right next to you gassing up. We don't think about God working that fine-tune in our life. The providence of God that's always at work in that move. And if we just think like that, that God is constantly orchestrating and constantly moving in the smallest of details in our life in every little decision. For the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And when we seek to walk with the Lord and, and after His ways, we're going to find that He's constantly working and moving to have us here there, that person, boy, this wouldn't happen, if that wouldn't happen, and this wouldn't happen, if that didn't happen in their life, or we would be in the same place at this time, that God is actually working like that. When I live in that reality and really think about things like that, it changes your whole perspective. I, I mean, um, 
It's harder to get frustrated when things aren't going your way in the moment wherever you live like that. When you're going somewhere, and, and I'll give you a, just an odd example that's never happened to me. When you're, when you're going somewhere and your wife is running really late and you're waiting and waiting and waiting in the car, I've heard testimonies of people that that happened to and they, they got frustrated with their wife. And, but that lapse of time, <laughs> God can work in that, right? Because you're going to possibly meet someone different at a different time. We don't think like that. But if we would, in every instance of our life that, that feels like a stumbling block or feels like a speed bump, something that feels like it's changed our course, changed our direction, we didn't get what we wanted, we're not where we wanted to be at this time of the day, that this happened and I didn't want to be here now, if we would just have the perspective to open our eyes and say, Lord, who is there possibly that you want me to reach? Then instead of looking at yourself and how miserable you are because you're not where you wanted to be in life, whatever it is, you would open your eyes and look out here and be looking for that opportunity and you might find that every, in every circumstance there just may be somebody. Wouldn't that be a much better way to live, go walk through life? <laughs> and listen, when we live like that, what I have found is it's not a heavy burden in the sense of, oh, woe is me, I have to preach the gospel, or I have to talk to people about Jesus. It, it becomes more exciting and thrilling because you're looking to see how God orchestrated and moved in His providence to, to have you here, and it can be exciting. Wow, look what God did so that this person would be here and I'd be here. Well, I'm, I'm going to talk to them about the Lord. This is great. And I, I want it to be like that more and more for my life. I'm not saying I'm like that every day, okay? But I'm wanting to become more and more like that and live my life out for the gospel. Paul, seeing that all the things that happened to him that even led up to him being in prison were for the furtherance of the gospel. I mean, some men became more bold because of his bonds, uh, but, but he, was, he was fine with that. And Paul, as you know, went, had went through so much in his life, but Paul was willing to go, go through so much as well for the elect's sake. He said, he said, I endure all things for the elect's sake. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, he gives a little summary here of some of the things he'd been through and think about these things in regards to getting the gospel out. And he said this in 2 Corinthians 11 and verse 23. He said, Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. He says, In labors more abundant, and stripes above measure, in prisons more frequently, and deaths often. From the Jews, five times I received forty stripes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I have been in the deep, in journeys often, in perils of water, in perils of, of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the Gentiles, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and toil and sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst and fastings often, in cold and nakedness. Besides the other things, <laughs> I have to laugh. Besides the other things, I, I mean, most of us haven't had any of that. 
Listen, Paul was concerned about the gospel and getting that out, and he had all this that happened to him, but he had a divine perspective that God was a constantly at work in his life. That, that I believe that, that he mentions the shipwrecks here, and remember that shipwreck actually happened. When you go back and look, they wouldn't listen to Paul. He said, hey, guys, listen, we shouldn't be going this direction. And they said, well, we're going to do it anyway, and they end up getting in this huge storm, and and they lose everything on the ship, and they end up on a certain island, shipwreck. And what happens there? We find he gets bit by a snake. He's healed from that. I mean, nothing happens to him. And I don't know what will happen there, but they're there for quite a while. Listen, I guarantee you one thing that happened there, the gospel of Jesus Christ was shared. And Paul would be able to later look back in life and be thankful for everything he went through because even though he went through all of that, through that storm and through that shipwreck and landed on that island, that he was able to share the gospel with, with, with those barbarians. I want to think more like that. You know, oftentimes we can look back on our life and see how the things worked out so that we were with somebody or got the opportunity to witness to someone about Jesus. And we look back and see that. But we don't think too much about the present, that God is currently doing that all the time. Now Paul talks a lot, back in Philippians here, um, Paul knew that the people there in Philippi were suffering for the gospel's sake. And... um, but also, one thing that's interesting to me is that even though they were a suffering people for the gospel's sake, and Paul was a suffering prisoner for Jesus, he, he talks more about joy in, in this short letter than he does in any of the other letters. He encourages us to, to rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice. So much about joy in this. And he's writing from prison. What can possibly help Paul to write from prison to people who are suffering, to write from prison and to write from such a perspective that, that talks so much about joy. He had this divine perspective that everything that's happened to him that's happened in their life was for the purpose of the gospel. I, I absolutely 100% believe without doubt that with you as a child of God here that the reason you've got the specific job you've got is not so that you can make money that the number one reason is because there are people around you at work that need to hear the gospel of Jesus. They need to see that gospel witnessed. That's the number one reason. Number one reason. Can you think of anybody at all that's in your workplace that, that need to hear about Jesus? If we had that perspective, it would change, it would change how we go to work, wouldn't it? If you went to work knowing that there was people through the influence of your work that you work with or, or customers outside your job or whatever it may be, if you went to work with a perspective that God is working in my life personally in my workplace so that I can be a witness of some kind to somebody, if you went to work like that, do you think it would possibly change how you go to work? Would you go to work with a bunch of murmuring and complaining and, and dreading going to work? if you knew that God was orchestrating and working ahead of you throughout the day so that you could possibly be around somebody that needs Jesus, would it change that? 
It would change that, wouldn't it? Every day. Every day. What a great perspective to live by. If there's anything at all that we as a church need to be together upon, it is for the, for the furtherance of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It should be our goal and mission as individuals and as a church. Our, our main goal is not social reform. Is our main goal is for people to be reborn. On into chapter 2 of Philippians, uh, Paul speaks about the example of Christ and, and the suffering that, that Christ went through. In chapter 2, you might be very familiar with that in the first several verses, and he talks about unity there in the first few verses. Then he talks about what Christ went through for the gospel, if you would, to fulfill the gospel. And he bore it all for our sakes. And, and think about what Christ did. I mean, he is the gospel. And so his whole life, as he went to the cross to fulfill the gospel, to give us the gospel, he, he didn't murmur, he didn't complain about what he went through. Did he? I mean, he didn't complain about the, what he was going through. He did it. I'm not saying it was even pleasant, of course, but he did it. But you see all of this in, in Paul's letter, and, but he comes up to a ver some verses here in chapter 2 after he talks about Christ and all that Christ did. And, and then uh, after he talks about Christ, he talks there about working out your own salvation with fear and trembling. He's not talking about, you know, you've you know, you got to figure out how to be saved for yourself. That's not what that's about. But the salvation you have in you, let it come out, work it out. And, and then he, he says, for it is God, in verse 13 of chapter 2, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And so having an acknowledgement that God's working in us at all times to do his will throughout every day of our life, and then he says, do all things without complaining and disputing. <laughs> so without murmuring or complaining. Whenever you have the constant thought or, or, or the, the faith to believe that, that God is constantly working in us to will and to do of His good pleasure every day. And what is that good pleasure? What's to obey the Word of God? We understand that. But in everyday life, to just wherever we're going, to want to, to be where God would have us to be, God is working in us in so many different ways to be in certain places at certain times. And I think that when we understand that God is working out His pleasure in our life to take the gospel out, it changes us. It will help us to, to do things without murmuring and complaining. In other words, when, when, when the, the wife is right in the middle of a recipe and you're like, you think you're 20 minutes away from having dinner and she says, uh-oh, I don't have, and you're like, oh, I'm going to have to go to the store. <laughs> it's either stay here and do the cooking, uh, finish up the recipe with what I can, or, you know, or I'm going to go to the store. You know what? If, you, if, we, if, if your wife did that and she said, oh, I forgot I needed eggs, and if we had the perspective of, wow, I'm going to go to the store. Maybe God will have somebody there. Maybe this is, and maybe I'll get a chance to talk to somebody. If we just change, you see, how we respond to other people will drastically change. Instead of getting mad at your wife, and, well, didn't you know you needed eggs? Da, 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 right? You might say, okay, honey, I'll go get it. And go get it and be praying on the way to the store 
Lord, if there's somebody here that I can possibly be a small witness to or hand a track to or whatever it may be, uh, Lord, let me see that. Let me pursue that opportunity and, and let, me, let me do something about it. I have, for years, I haven't done as much here, uh, but I have for years in the ministry, I have all kinds of, of visitation programs. We get people together. Maybe get, in, in the church, we get four or five people, maybe, if I was lucky, to go out. We would door knock. We'd maybe get 20, 30 doors, you know. And there's nothing wrong with that. But, <laughs> I, even then, I do remember saying things, if we didn't have any, any visitation program, and all of you just reached one person a week would be more than, we're, than the houses we're getting on visitation. And, and so I'm, I'm not against those kind of programs at all. But what I would rather see is us every day as Christians, as followers of Jesus Christ, seeking every day to live out the gospel and whether to the smallest degree or to the largest degree, to be a testimony of Christ. And what I mean by that is sometimes you can't give people the full gospel message, right? You just, sometimes you don't have an opportunity. Uh, sometimes it might be in just a small greeting and mentioning the name of Jesus and, and going on to make them think. Sometimes it might be handing the person a track. But looking for those opportunities, I believe that if you're out there in the world, you're not at home all day, you know, there's always going to be opportunity. And if you are at home all day with your kids, you've got a great opportunity to share Christ with them every day. So there's always opportunities, I believe, to share Christ with other people. You know, I've had the, um, the table back there for two weeks for, for, for you to review some of the gospel tracts. And I hope you do that and read over some, find some that you might like and want to share with others and, um, and, and just be encouraged by that. I got this, this thing here that came with one of the bundles uh, of the tracks that I had ordered. And I just want to read some of these. I thought it would be helpful for us to make us uh, think about sharing tracks more with people. This says 100 reasons and ways to use tracks. So I'm going to read a few of these. I'm not going to read this whole thing, of course. But just some things to think about, just in regard of tracks, okay? Tracks themselves. Tracks are easy to give to another person with a smile and some encouragement to read them. Tracks are a great way for Christians to fulfill the Great Commission by sharing the gospel often and widely. Tracks can get inside homes and stay. You can't. I like that. Tracks never lose their temper or get involved in arguments. <laughs> there are some arguments in the tracks, but I understood what they were saying. Tracks never flinch or show fear. Tracks can stick to the point without compromising. Tracks never get discouraged. <laughs> Tracks are willing to be sent anywhere. Tracks can work 24 hours a day. Tracks are not expensive. Tracks can be read many times over. Tracks contain portions of Scripture which God has promised to use and to bless. Tracks have unlimited patience. <laughs> Tracks, Tracks explain the gospel clearly and simply so the reader can learn about Christ. Tracks go anywhere with you. Work, school, vacation, shopping, repair shop, dining out, etc. Tracks can accomplish their purpose anytime, day or night, winter or summer, good times or bad. Uh, tracks can take advantage of special events or activities, elections, sports, by having 
them on hand. Tracks inject spiritual truth through specialized gospel messages during uh, seasons of the year. Tracks are proven to work. Um, history records many testimonies of people saved through tracks. Uh, tracks often get read by more than one person. Tracks are portable. <laughs> they can go in your, your, your pocket, your purse, your planner, notebook. Um, and, and it goes on and on like that. Um, tracks can be distributed as part of your normal routine. Uh, tracks are available in a variety of designs. Uh, tracks address many subjects. Um, and you just go on and on. And, and then he, he gives some um, different ways to use tracks. I didn't read, there was 50 of those things, and I only read about less than half. Uh, but, um, and then 30 way, 38 ways to use tracks I thought was really good. Um, tracks can be placed in uh, each box or bag of items you sell. I, I help Olivia sell that oil at events, and, and, um, and we put a track in everything we sell. You know, sometimes we get a chance to talk to people, sometimes we don't. Uh, but if they buy something from her, they're going to get a track. Um, tracks, can, tracks can be placed on a business counter or in an office for people to pick up. Uh, tracks can be taken overseas. <laughs> tracks can be left in a locker at, at the gym. Tracks can be posted on public bulletin boards. Tracks can be placed in airports, terminals, uh, distributed in bus trains, sub subway stations. Um, tracks can be handed to people that help you, uh, given to, your, to the person who cut your hair, serviced your car, worked at your house. Uh, so many, it's, if we have this mindset, I know that we'll see more and more opportunities to, to share the gospel. And I only read, you know, 10 of the 38 ways to, shoot, to choose uh, to, to use tracks. Um, but I think we'll find that there's many, many ways that we can share things like that. And he does. And I didn't want to read them all because there are some ways to not use tracks that I've always thought of, and, and uh, they shared here too. And uh, one is don't use them and let them be litter. You know, put, just, just throwing them out there, uh, you know, be blown around in the wind. It's a nuisance. Somebody has to come by and clean that up. Um, it's not good to leave tracks on cars. I did that one time many, many years ago, and I won't ever do that again. Um, uh, but putting, don't put tracks in, in merchandise at stores. I just think that's kind of tasteless. Um, but, but anyhow, uh, don't disobey local ordinances. I mean, you, someplace you have to get permission, you know, to do those things. Do that if, if at all possible. There may come a day where you, you just have to do it anyway. Uh, but try to obey the law there. Um, don't, leave, don't leave tracks and mailboxes, of course. That's a, that's a federal law. Uh, don't force tracks on people. No, don't just make people take it, you know. Um, don't be offensive or rude in, in trying to give those things to people. Don't trespass. Don't break the law, you know. Uh, things like that. Um, but leave, don't leave a track at a restaurant and then not leave a tip. I mean, that's tasteless, you know. If I leave a track at a restaurant, which I try to do, I give an extra tip, you know. I give, give a little extra, make them think. And here's a Christian, they were generous, and here's a track. Um, you, you know there's plenty of good tracks we can use don't use bad ones um, make sure you've read them make sure you're familiar with what it says and uh, you know and pray about it uh, don't do it alone you know pray about it I, I believe that if, if we have 
the gospel in hand like that and just a form of tracts. And maybe this is how you can just start, you know. Maybe you haven't been a person who has, has tried really hard to share the gospel, okay. And maybe you've been a Christian for a lot of years and you're thinking, man, I haven't really tried that much. And I, I know maybe it should. And, and, and instead of living in a constant state of, of possible guilt or, or in a state of hardness where you just don't care at all, Hopefully you're encouraged tonight to just think about these things and, and to go forth with more of a joy and anticipation that God is working in your life, in you, both to will and do with good pleasure, and that in the small things to the large things, He is ordaining you, ordering your steps to be in this place or that place. I mean, God is constantly missionary. Constantly. Every ounce of influence, every person you meet, I believe in your life is for the purpose of the gospel of Christ. And if we live like that, it can, be, it can get really exciting to see God work and to see God move and, this, and to think that God did this and worked this and this and this and this so I could be here, they could be there, and now here I am talking to them about Jesus. We talk about those things sometimes as though they're, they're very isolated. But I believe they can be an everyday happening. Every day. Uh, when you go out to eat, when you go to the store, the jobs you go to, guys, I mean, the customers you have, these, these aren't mistakes. These aren't accidents. And we need to understand that. God is working in our life so that we can tell people about Jesus. Always. Always. Father in heaven, I pray that you would use this tonight to be a blessing and an encouragement to your people. What an honor and privilege it is to, to have the words of life. That, that we have the words of life that we can share with people who are dead in sins. We have the hope of the gospel. We have the only message that brings peace between God and man. Father, help us to go forth from this place and maybe this day forward may we look back on this night and this message and and may it transform us and change us so that we will live more in that divine perspective that you're constantly working and moving and orchestrating in our life to enable us to be around those who need jesus father help us to live like that and to go forth joyfully and with excitement and anticipation to, to look for the opportunity to see where is God working so we can share His Son. Help us to live more like that and help us to not murmur and complain about the, the small things in our life or even the big things and help us to see that you're at work always. And who will we meet because of this that's happened or this that hasn't happened? And Lord, help us to live like that and to fulfill the commission of taking the gospel out. In Jesus' name, and amen.